November of last year, I was talking to my brother and he, he asked about heart problems in the family. He reminded me that our father passed away. At his funeral, we talked to his biological relatives and found out their males had heart conditions. A couple days later, I had my annual physical with Dr. Patel. That came back mm -hmm. highly likely to have a heart Condition? incident, yeah. incident of some sort. This channel is about patients sharing their stories and healing. Oftentimes people are frustrated with not finding the right answers when it comes to their health. So I created this channel so that I can share patient stories with you. And maybe you'll resonate with someone. Maybe you'll learn the path that they took to healing. And this might help you in your own journeys. I'm here with Cal who is how old? Se 72 years old. Yeah, 72 years old, diagnosed last year with extensive plaque in his arteries. And since then, he's made some huge changes in his lifestyle that has created amazing gains in his health. And he's here to talk about it today. November of last year, I was talking to my brother and he, he asked about heart problems in the family. And he reminded me that our father passed away. Mm. And then at his funeral, we talked to his biological relatives and found out their males had heart conditions. So with, a couple days later, I had my annual physical with Dr. Patel and she suggested a calcium test that would show anything. And it, I think it was only $99, a simple test. Mm -hmm. and, but that came back, I was 519 out of a possible 1,200, and I was in the 58 percentile. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. highly likely to have a heart Condition? incident, yeah. incident of some sort, so. And most people don't know what a heart scan is, so I'm just gonna take a minute to talk about it. It's a non-invasive way to look at the arteries of your heart. So it's a scan that you can get at a local imaging center in your own town, get a prescription from your doctor for a calcium score, calcium score of the coronary arteries, the heart arteries. And the radiologist will look to see if you have plaque in your arteries that might increase your risk of having a heart attack or a stroke. So that's one of the tests that Cal did. And surprisingly, we found that he had an increased risk and extensive plaque in his arteries. So tell me what happened next. What happened next is you, you got me into a cardiologist the next day. Mm. and I went to see her and she sent me home and said you have a stress test in January this is November I said well I breathe a little lighter because I was afraid that that something immediately had to be done like so the stress I had to have test a was normal something. the stress test came back normal she said see in January and said see you again in six months so let's well, stop there for a second. in November when I first was diagnosed yeah you recommended dr. orange's book reversing heart disease well I'm gonna stop you for a second there so a lot of times people will go in they'll get a exercise stress test they're told it's normal and come back in a year that's not unusual they're never told what they need to do or if they have plaque so the misnomer is if I have a normal stress test, I don't have any problems with my heart. That is false. The stress test is only going to be abnormal if you are imminent 
or a heart attack, meaning if that plaque is unstable and it's gonna cause you to have an event. It doesn't tell you if you have plaque or if the plaque is severe enough. As long as you have enough blood flow to the muscles of the heart, you're gonna pass a stress test. But passing a stress test doesn't mean you're out of the woods. It just means you're not imminently at risk for having a heart attack. Did you get that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so you decided, so, despite having a normal stress test, you wanted to do something different. Tell me why you wanted to do something different. Because it was up to me. It wasn't up to you. It wasn't up to the cardiologist. It was up to me to do something about it. It was my problem. And I'm the only one that could fix my problem. So I read Dr. Ornish's book and he had a pretty much a vegetarian diet, but it also made me aware of fatty acids and I cut those out. Saturated the best fats. Saturated fats, yep. And you know, I went more vegetables, I eliminated red meat. Mm. If I had red meat, I had a lean filet or lean pork loin once a month and that was it. You know, everything else was, I took it, a lot of eggs out of my diet. I used egg whites, you know. Uh, you also suggested the psyllium husk for mm -hmm. more fiber. Mm -hmm. I think that helped with my cholesterol and, yeah. and taking it out of my system before it got into my arteries. So it was really interesting, Cal. I'm gonna take you there again to when you made the decision to go on a, a different diet plan. A lot of times patients will come in and they have a hard time making a change, especially at 72 or any age when we get used to eating a certain way. So making that huge shift to a more vegetarian profile, having more vegetables, being careful about saturated fats can be challenging. Were there challenges along the way? Not as bad as you would think, but there was just these subtle little things that I changed. I always ate healthy. We always had a lot of vegetables. My daughter's a vegetarian and you know, my wife is cognizant of eating poorly, so, but just making these few, I changed the butter I used mm -hmm. to a vegan butter. Mm -hmm. I went to avocado oil mm -hmm. cooking, you know, just little things like that and more veggies. Mm -hmm. and, and that's really important. Yeah. It's not an all or nothing problem, right? It's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's small incremental changes by substituting what you like with something that may be a little mm -hmm. bit healthier in your meal path, right? right? And I always say it's not the same diet for everyone. For you, this Dr. Ornish plan was the best tool that we had for what you had. Different people come in with different conditions, so we're not saying everybody needs to be on this plan, but it really worked well for you. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I didn't want to go on medication because I'm aware that once you start taking what, metformin or something like that or blood thinners or then you're on them for life at that point. So if I can do something to change that, change me, then, yeah. then I was willing to try that first before I looked at medication. The cardiologist increase my statin mm -hmm. from 40 milligrams to 80 and mm -hmm. she asked me to take baby aspirin that's the only change in medication yeah it wasn't changes she just up the statin a little bit and that's an important point to make too cal so we're not talking about not doing traditional medicine we're saying 
add things on to your traditional medicine profile. So if you're seeing a cardiologist, <clears throat> they're adjusting your medications, that's important. But what also is important is not to rely just on that as your uh, treatment modality, using other things like nutrition as well. Now, besides changing your food, what else did you have to put into play to make this happen for you? Well, I had to exercise more. I have a personal trainer now. And Go, I Mike. Walk, I walk in the morning. Yeah. 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 Mike at Whole Health Personal Training. Yeah. Excellent and, guy. And I have a gym at the house, so I work out there a couple times without him each week. Mm -hmm. I get up early in the morning, walk around the fountain. Mm hmm. And. You know, just stay healthy. Golf. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to have a, a moving practice. So you incorporated weight training, um, going, you know, using your home gym, also doing some cardiovascular exercise with walking around the park, and some fun exercise like golfing. And you started to become more active. What kinds of changes did you notice once you started changing your diet and exercising more? Well, in golfing, I had more wind at the end of at 16 or 17 than I did at, at before. I had, I was you know 10, 15 pounds lighter. Mm. I dropped. I thought I was good when I retired. I was 205, 210 pounds, and mm -hmm. I I was down to 185. Mm -hmm. I thought I was doing fine. Then in November, all this hit, and I started watching the weight, watching the blood pressure, and tracking it on a spreadsheet and so I could watch you know it would go up and down but the trend had to be down mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I went from 185 down to 170 my blood pressure went from 140 over 90 down to less than 120 over 80. That's amazing. So, yeah. Amazing. So you saw yeah. improvements in your weight, in your shortness of breath, in your stamina, in your blood pressure and you also saw numbers reducing your blood work? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My cholesterol was like 280 at one point and now it's I got it down one, well, no, 135. 135, correct <laughs> me, yes, of course. And the uh, triglycerides were like 286 to the January blood work, all within three months. Three months, it just took 90 days to see an improvement in your weight, in your blood pressure, in your stamina, in your shortness of breath, in your cholesterol profile. And I know you didn't mention this, but your inflammation markers went down significantly, right? Your ApoB, which is another marker for inflammation and heart disease, highly correlated, was way over 180 and now it's under 70. And your HSCRP dropped, your LPPLA2 drop. So other cardiac markers that show increased risk for heart problems well, you're talking went Greek, down. Greek to me, can you explain that? <laughs> so, so again, a lot of times doctors will only order a basic lipid panel, your, your good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, triglycerides in total. But now we know that there's other tests that your doctor can order that have a high correlate with heart disease one of which is a protein called apolipoprotein B. It's 10 times more important than an LDL when we're looking at cardiovascular risk. And an ApoB over 80 is considered abnormal, and now Cal's ApoB is in the 70s, where it was over 180 before. So we love that. The HSCRP is another inflammation marker for heart disease. Again, 
ask your doctor for it, but that also is a measure of how much active inflammation is going on in your arteries of your heart. And that's now less than 0.2 for you. So super good, you've done such a great job. Now we've talked about nutrition and exercise. What about your stress levels, your you know your mind body stuff? What, what are you doing there? Well, first, first of all, I wanna back up those three. Back up. Those three months include Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. So if, you know, it was being aware all the time. Mm -hmm. you know, it takes that, grit. Yeah, yeah. It takes conviction. Yeah. So and, in, yeah. the, in the middle of this, in February or March, I got an email from your office and they had this mindfulness program. And Dr. Ornish referred to yoga and breathing and spa treatments and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I'm not going to be taking yoga classes <laughs> or doing any of this on my own. So I talked to my wife about it and she said, sure, she go. So, but. So we attended that for eight weeks. And uh, I learned how to breathe again and relax more. And, you know. and so how are you mm -hmm. using that in your day-to-day -day life now? Well, instead of getting upset at people that cut me off driving or, <laughs> or being put on hold on the telephone or, you know, not getting anywhere, I just take a deep breath and and calm down and just say, well, it could be worse. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about that in the class that you took, Cal. There was an incident with, uh, you know, Cox Cable on the phone. Tell me about when you weren't taking the class, how you reacted with that with that incident. I think my blood pressure went up. <laughs> <laughs> but I know my blood pressure went up because I was getting absolutely nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it just happened yesterday, it was there again, and they, asked me how come I was so calm so I told him about your class and I said by the way the last time I took when I took the class we were talking about you because I couldn't get anywhere with with this and this time they they were helpful they still had a problem but it was computer oriented they couldn't get the equipment entered in my account or something so yeah. just but your uh, reaction to the same situation was so different yeah from before to now yeah. and your physical symptoms like your blood pressure and your attitude and your you know your your mood all yeah. was different this time yeah how amazing they, they, is that? they were apologizing for me waiting so i said well if it's going to take a while and go get you a coffee or something if you wanted so so even but, your yeah. approach towards them had changed you were more right. compassionate towards their yeah, blood yeah which is great now tell tell me a little bit about how maybe that mindfulness stress affected your relationships at home was it better, easier to communicate? Yes, because my wife took the course too, so it was, you know. So things were so better at home. Yeah, well, in fact, I come in and she's got the spa music going and laying down, relaxing and stretching, which I haven't been diligent with, but she does. But so, so there's know, been stretching some and, Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then anything else from this journey, what, where is this going to take you now that you have had the success and you've seen what you can do in 90 days? No. What's the next step? It's not over. It's not over. It, it takes, it's just like my job was or my marriage was that you have to recommit and in preparing for this interview, I took my blood pressure yesterday and it was up a little. And I took it this morning, it was down some, but it still needs I need to look at it again, and I'll probably start a spreadsheet and start tracking it. So it's continuously recommitting. Continuously, yep. 
Yes, yeah. and I had company over two of the last four weeks, so you know my weight went up a couple of pounds. Well, I'm working to take that off. So you know it's yeah. constant diligence and you know recommitting to the the process, but it's not a a quick fix at all. And it's important to remember it's not perfection; it's progress. And progress doesn't look like a straight line. It sometimes goes up and down and that's just life. So a lot of times when patients come in, they'll have great success and then maybe life gets in the way and they see some setbacks. But the greatest thing that I've learned, patients are so resilient. They remember what it feels like to be healthy and they know the path. So all they have to do is redirect, right? And right. awareness is the path to health. So as long as you're aware that something has pushed you off track, like checking your blood pressure or checking your labs or how your breath feels or how your weight feels on the scale, you are able to realign yourself. So if in closing, Cal, what would you want the audience to know so that they are hopeful in their own health journey? Well, I'd like them to know that they're in control of their life and not medications, not doctors. You know, it's it's what you do and not the medication you take. It's you, it's your lifestyle that's causing the problems. You know, look at what you're eating and think, is this good or is it good? So don't eat the bad stuff, that's all. But so you have to know, yeah. So And some of the foods surprised me when I looked at the labels. Mm. So mm. read the labels. Read labels, pay attention, stay present. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have some objective form of looking at the data, whether it's your blood pressure, your weight, or your labs, and then having a path to where you want to be, right? Great. Yeah. Set, set goals. Set goals. So what's your yeah. next goal? <laughs> to lose five pounds. Five more pounds? Okay. Yeah, and get my blood pressure down. There so. you go. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming today and sharing your story. All right. Thank you.